Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Indie Popsicle. It's your host Carissa, and you know on the show I like to talk about good tunes, good food, and good reads. Because honestly, what else is there to life? On this episode, I'll be interviewing New York City singer-songwriter Jackson Craig, and we'll talk a little bit more about his latest single, Disguise. Uh, my name is Jackson Craig, and I am a singer-songwriter from Philadelphia originally. Uh, I'm now living in New York, and I make indie pop music. Uh, yeah. All right. Thanks so much for joining us today, Jackson. I know you just came out with a single that was a collaborative effort with another artist, right? It was, so yep. Can you tell us a little bit more about Disguise and Lil... I don't, I'm going to pronounce Lily. I know it's Lily something. What's her yes. name? Yes. Um, Lily Murr is her artist name. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we... Uh, wrote the song together. I initially started on this song, um, made a demo uh, back probably in December of last year. And um, I brought it to her. It was sort of in a style that was familiar to her. Um, and our music is pretty similar. Um, we go to school together. So that's the, the main connection. Um, and yeah, we, we wanted to write a song uh, lyrically that sort of reflected on this idea of a moment where you are with someone that you love, you wake up next to them, it's a very happy moment, uh, but there's that sad feeling of also being the moment that they're about to leave um, and sort of just like the emotion there. Um, what that means, that's when you sort of put on your disguise and pretend that everything's okay. And uh, yeah, but it's a very sort of happy, chill song and and, the sort of more soulful retro vibe fitted both of our styles so nice and I really love that about both of your music especially yours like I saw that in some of your older pieces too it's got that nice like yeah the soulful but almost it I'm getting Jack Johnson vibes from it too which I really like it's just like this is what you play when you're brushing your teeth in the morning you know going for a nice morning walk like it's really it's feel-good music yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was totally raised on a lot of that music, Jack Johnson, and, um, you know, a lot of older music, which also has that very, like, happy, easygoing vibe, Beatles, Stevie Wonder, that kind of stuff, so. Definitely, definitely. And you've been playing guitar for over a decade now, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I first picked up the guitar and started learning, I think I was, like, nine or ten yeah and I think from the start my goal was to be making my own music and so songwriting kind of went along with that which has been That's wonderful so cool. yeah Do you play any other instruments um sort of I have started to get more into I'm trying to teach myself piano at the moment um nice. and I've done enough bass and drums to be able to get by at least for recording and everything um so at the moment especially in the past year or two um, when I haven't really been able to play with a lot of other people, it's been nice to be able to work on those skills and record on my own. Um, but definitely when it comes to live music, I'm like all for playing with everyone else. That's so cool. And you're going to NYU right now is it specifically for what branch of music are you going for? 
or like part of the industry, I guess. Or music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my program is um the, the major is recorded music. Um, but the it kind of encapsulates most aspects of the industry that one could be interested in. Um, I would say it's definitely more geared towards the creative. So it's a lot about producing and songwriting, um, sort of about the publishing side of things. There's a little bit of business and um, how to market yourself as an artist, independent or pitching to other people. Um, my main focus is definitely the songwriting and performance aspect of things. Um, and I think most of the people in the program are, are sort of on that same page, uh, but it's been great. It's allowed me to really explore a lot in the producing and engineering world as well, which I'm really interested in. That's really cool. And yeah. I know you've done a couple other collaborative pieces with Pick Patek and William Cousineau. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. Right. How did you <laughs> meet them? Um, so those are both Philly connections. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like pretty lucky to have grown up. Um, Philly feels like a very sort of down to earth music scene where a lot of people are really open to collaborating and um, it's a much smaller city than it seems sometimes. You know, you, you sort of get to know enough people and everybody knows each other. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as but big those... as it can be, it's like, oh wait, you know so-and-so, I went to school with them or I worked with them over here. Right, right. So yeah, it's been a big shift going to live in New York where it's, it's definitely a much bigger vibe, um, but it is nice to have that sort of hometown connection. But, um, but yeah, those songs, Pick Patek is um, one of the few other artists who went to my high school who is now doing it um, in college and, and really pursuing that. Um, and he's a great guy and he's doing really cool stuff out of Pittsburgh right now. And then um, Will is another person who I actually have never met face to face. He reached out oh. yeah, over Instagram during quarantine times and we collaborated on stuff um, remotely, which was kind of crazy, but it, it really, it worked out in a pretty neat way. That is crazy. I mean, the song sounded really good for never having seen each other in person. It's crazy what people can do when like, kind of not pushed to their limits, but really pushed to stretch what they're used to. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's been, it's been, uh, yeah, a learning experience for sure of how to navigate that. Um, but it, I think it's opened up a lot of opportunities that I wasn't expecting, you know. Definitely. And I know you were putting music out before the pandemic. Was it hard to adjust to like making music or getting to know people during it? Yeah, like, definitely. Was your start in New York City, like did that happen at the beginning of the pandemic or were you already kind of settled in? Yeah, so I mean, moving to New York was definitely a huge change in terms of just my like worlds and the people that I could collaborate with was just like opening up like crazy. Um, so it was nice to make some of those connections early on. I think I was really focused at that time. This is like fall 2019 um, performing in the city and sort of breaking into the live music scene. And I think that was the biggest change is that up until then, my music was really geared when I was writing and creating, it was really geared towards my stage show and what I wanted to do okay. with other musicians. Um, and when that all shut down, it definitely shifted to a more like production focused thing of just recording, what can I do on my own? Um, and that I think has had a pretty profound impact on the way that I approach my own creative process. 
Um, and so now it's sort of getting back into the live music scene. It's finding a way to bridge those two worlds. That's so cool. And I know you've played, you've played at a pretty, a couple of pretty cool places. I saw like in your bio and stuff back in Philly, I've heard of the World Cafe Live and the Theater of Living Arts. So how was it playing in those venues? Yeah, that I'm pretty, pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I, those are some of like, you know, I would go to shows in high school and see some of my favorite artists playing there. So it's pretty awesome that there's an opportunity to play there uh, myself. Um, well, Cafe Live is fantastic. I love XPN, the you know radio station yeah. associated with it. And um, yeah, I've had some really great shows there. Um, the TLA was kind of out of nowhere. This was with a band that I played with uh, in middle school and high school. And through a connection that we made at World Cafe Live, we got to open a show there, which was pretty amazing. No way. Um, yeah. What was your old band called? My old band was called Skyline. And it was three of my best friends that I had grown up with, we just decided when we were like 12, 13 years old that we were all going to start a band and yeah, but like, you know, we did all original music and we wow. did concerts for our friends. So it was really, um, it felt really cool at the time. Um, yeah. it, it I mean, was you definitely rock stars in like middle <laughs> and high school. How cool exactly. is that? Yeah. So, but a great way to like break into that scene and it actually like really paid off when, when some of us started to take it more seriously, which was great. That's so cool. Now, how many of the other members are still in music? Um, <laughs> I will say I'm the only one who went on to, to do it, to really want it to be like a career path. Okay. Um, but I have a friend who um, goes to Penn now and is still pretty big in the DIY scene there, you know? Yeah. And played in a, a few bands in the more like basement scene um, and is, yeah, has done some really cool stuff, uh, which I have just been really impressed to watch, so. I love like the, the gritty kind of house show scenes. I think they're so cool. Like the one here in Jacksonville, Florida is so amazing. It's the first like, house venue scene I've ever been introduced to and just to see like my friends would come like straight from like their like eight hour shift at a restaurant directly to a show get like toss off their apron get on stage and just start shredding like it's just yeah. amazing to see like the amount of energy and like um just grit like the, what they have to do it like how they want to do it the moxie you know it's great I love watching it love yeah no totally I I do like I miss it sometimes because New York is definitely more geared towards venues. Um, right. And I think that that has hurt some people, especially during this time, that there aren't more opportunities for house shows and things like that. And it does exist, but it's a little more underground and hard to find. Um, and I think Philly just has a very nicely established scene there, which is- Okay. So would you say it's a bit more polished in New York City? I think so, yeah. Um, it does. Uh, if you get out of uh, Manhattan, where a lot of the NYU stuff is, there's a lot going on in, in Brooklyn yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but it is, I, I think there's a bit more pressure, um, which is good in some ways, but it, it definitely attracts a different type of uh, artist in a way. Right, right. Yeah. Um, what's, oh, I had to ask you about your song, Bumble. It's like eight minutes long. What made you decide like, you know what? I'm putting out a Bohemian Rhapsody style <laughs> song like right now. I mean, not 
sound wise but length wise like that's a huge feat yeah yeah um yeah that is like maybe one of my favorite songs that I've put out um I think I've always had a thing for the really long you know yeah and um that was definitely inspired by yeah like some of the Beatles more like medley type things um definitely Queen I I think one of my favorite long songs um is Pyramids by Frank Ocean. I was just about to mention that. <laughs> Which is like one that, Pyramids. <laughs> yep, yep. That to me is like just like an epic that is completely perfect um, start to finish. So yes. I definitely wanted to do something like that that had like different movements. And um, but I also didn't want it to seem like I don't know, it's always hard to bridge the gap of like taking things way too seriously and making it like this is my like rock opera or something crazy. Right. Um, so it's about a bumblebee and it <laughs> it I tells the story so with <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, I it's uh it's a little deep, but but it's definitely like more whimsical and and yeah. Okay. Keeping so what does the bumblebee represent? So <laughs> Bumble is a character who his sort of uh, the issue that he's facing is that he is in love with the queen, of course, like all the other worker bees, Um, but doesn't get the same respect, doesn't know how to act. It's sort of this whole power play thing. Um, So it's sort of this struggle of how do you express your love? What do you do? And when you're at the mercy of this (laughs) player, and then there's sort of like a a switch uh, dream sequence type thing where he imagines like what it would be like if he was in the position of power and how would they feel and I really like that that's so (laughs) funny that it's actually about a bee because when I was listening to it I was at my friend's house her dog was laying right next to me and he was playing with his little bumblebee squeaky toy as I was listening to it wow wow, what a coincidence (laughs) (laughs) I liked the part I was like I made sure to mark it down so I remembered it's like a third of the way through this song there's like more guitars and it kind of gets like a little more like rocky and like dancey and I really liked that part I was like oh this could be like a whole new song on its own yeah yeah um yeah I I think that's one of the things um I'm like a a huge Beatles fan and I I totally subscribe to the like you could learn everything you need to as a songwriter just from listening to their (laughs) stuff um (laughs) But that's a big Paul McCartney thing is to like, you know, write half of a song and then pair it with three other songs and they yeah, don't need yeah. to be their own thing, but you can make one like insane thing out of it. So <laughs> cool. I really like that. Who are, wait, have you played that song live? Like I have. Yeah. 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 That's a fun one just because we can kind of go crazy and make it a however long as it needs to be for the audience. So yeah does the audience stay pretty engaged with it or yeah yeah I think it changes up enough that you kind of keep people on their toes nice Um, nice yeah it definitely wasn't one of those oh my gosh I'm still listening to this song but it was like oh my gosh this is still the same song like that's (laughs) I I liked it start to finish (laughs) good good that's good to hear (laughs) what's some of what are other songs that you've made that are some of your favorites um hmm I think some of the songs that are pretty different from that are the ones that are just more like acoustic guitar and singing. 
Um, and I think those ones to me I feel like slightly different songs when it's not like creating, you know, a fantasy world or some yeah. big story. And it's more just like very honest, um, stripped back. Very and, uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I would say some of the first songs that I ever put out, um, I did as singles when I was maybe a sophomore or junior in high school. And that was my first sort of like learning how to record my own stuff. Um, there's a song, Camille, which was um, just one of the like first songs that I wrote where I was like, oh yeah, this would be cool for other, my friends to hear. And people really responded well to it. Um, but it's just guitar and like tambourine and it's all recorded in my basement. So that's like very special to me. Aw, that's so <laughs> cool. Who would you say is your biggest supporter or like person that's really helped you like through this, through your music journey and stuff? Mm, um, yeah, definitely a few people. I mean, definitely my family has been so crazy supportive and have really helped me like take uh, music and art very seriously in a way that I, I don't think everyone gets that support. Um, and just the fact of going to music school is like an incredible thing to me. Um, so that's, you know, sort of the main thing. I also think just my closest friends have been great because I have a lot of friends who don't necessarily do music, but are into other art forms like drawing or film. And um, I definitely approach certain songs like my only goal when I'm writing this is just to like be able to play it for my friends and have them like bop around or be into it. <laughs> and I think that it's a good reflection of like what other people will like. Um, I, you know, they're honest enough that I can trust there. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's like you're willing to receive criticism from them because you right. know you're from a good place. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. And I, I know you do graphic design too. Did you design your website by chance? I did. Yeah. It's so, I really love it. It was really Thank great. You. I was like, oh, like, you know, this is a pretty site. Cause like that, I feel like with like the marketing and music and stuff like that, it's like, if you know how to also visually like put yourself out there or be a presence online, then bonus points to you. But the fact that you're able to make your own music, produce it, sing it, play instruments and package it all up and make it look pretty online. Like that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it's it's been great. I I think probably if I wasn't doing music, I would want to be doing some sort of visual art thing and drawing. And yeah, I guess more graphic stuff has always been a big hobby of mine. Um, nice. So that's definitely helped with like that and, you know, concert posters and album art and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who are some of your, this is going all over the place now, but some of your, I guess, current favorite artists and then favorite artists of all time mm. um I would say some of my current favorite artists um I was just talking with some friends today about this band Parcels which is oh. an Australian group um okay. they're very a little like similar to some of my stuff where it's a bit more like retro um yeah very, like upbeat sort of soft rock kind of stuff um and they've got this whole look down they're just like perfectly styled and <laughs> a really cool band um they have done some work with um 
the guys in Daft Punk, which is a pretty big oh, as that well. That is huge. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would say, especially when I was in the past year, when I was learning to try to really focus on production and, and more like electronic music and incorporating that with my stuff, like Daft Punk was like, just like godly for everything that they do <laughs> and the way that they blend you know real musicians and and players with all the yeah dance music it's pretty, it's pretty yeah good. i think they're good because like even if you don't like electronic music you can't not like deaf punk like they they're just really catchy <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah i'm trying to i also have to sh shout out this band um which my friend showed me they, I'm going to totally butcher the name, but they're a French disco band, Ooh. Um, French funk. And the English name is The Empress. Okay. And French is like Le Imperatrice, maybe something like that. You know, your guess is as good as the, <laughs> uh, the Empress. Um, yeah. Incredible. I, I think it seems like in the U.S., it's it's pretty hard to break out if you're not speaking English, yeah, <laughs> clearly. Yeah. Um, but I think like if yes, but yeah, if people well, right, right, so there are <laughs> definitely some exceptions. Um, but I think they could be like a very huge thing. Um, oh, okay. I like yeah. French French pop, French dance. Yeah. Like it's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I would say overall. I was definitely like raised on like a lot of 70s music and like 60s singer songwriter stuff. Um, okay. So it's kind of all over the place, but I would say like James Taylor is a huge influence on my stuff. Um, and like Crosby, Stills and Nash, the more singer songwriter side of things. And then on the soul side, it's always been like Stevie Wonder, Al Green, Marvin Gaye. Um, Classics, classics. Uh, Nina Simone, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But for, like, a good reason, like, I mean, I know a lot of people, like, especially these days, it's like, oh, my gosh, you like pop music, or they're, like, so, you know, mainstream. It's like, well, they're mainstream for a reason. They've got to be doing something right if everybody yeah. loves them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and there's definitely something to, like, really digging deep in that music even if everyone knows it and like finding things like just like studying every single thing just like all the decisions yeah really inform my own craft so that's great i love that yeah. well um this is a question that i kind of ask everybody on the show doesn't really have anything to do with music i just think it's fun but what is your favorite ice cream flavor Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing people's reactions. They're like, wait, oh where's this? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a trick. I feel like that says a lot about a person. <laughs> it does. This is why I ask it. <laughs> right. Um, I have to say, if if I have all the options, I'm gonna go something cookie related. Okay. <laughs> so like a cookies and cream or a cookie dough type thing. I think I like that mixture. Um, but if I'm not, you know. If the if the options are limited, <laughs> if I'm just showing up to a store and I don't know what to expect, I'm always gonna go mint chocolate chip, just classic. Yeah, yeah. Another good. You're on my good list. Mint chocolate okay. Chip is my <laughs> so now there's gonna be like a tally chart. Everyone who hates it, everyone who loves it. All right. Yeah. That's like a bonus point in my book. So. <laughs>
good, good. Nice. Have you found any, or, you know, wait, I, I don't know if you really love ice cream all that much, but any good places in Philly, any good, I know they're known for like water ice. I know I'm saying that with such a Southern accent that <laughs> water ice, but. <laughs> um, in Philly. Well, okay. I, my first job was, uh, an ice cream shop <laughs> or <Dang>. technically, <laughs> technically gelato. It was like an Italian. Yeah. Um, some of the best, yeah. Gelato that I ever had. Um, doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. Oh, in Philly. That's a lot of Gosh, I don't know. Gelato places always have really good mint flavor, mint chocolate chip ice cream. Yeah, yeah. In um, in Philly, I don't know if this is just a Philly thing, but we have Rita's. Oh no, a, that's yeah. Okay, Rita's that's a. All right, all right. I love Rita's just because, like, at every you know, school function if there's, you know, free water ice or <laughs> <laughs> they bring Rita's up. Something that's how you get the kids on your side. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I love their grape flavor when I was younger. That's mm -hmm. where we'd go because it's like, okay, it's outside. You don't have to worry about spilling it all over the place. But yeah. Thank you so much, though, for talking, sharing about your music. Do yeah. you want to let the listeners know where they could find you around the web? Sure. So my website is www.jacksoncraigmusic.com. Um, Instagram is just Jackson Craig Music. That's most of the social media stuff. And yeah, my new single is out as of last Friday, and it's everywhere. It's called okay. Disguise. <laughs> check it out <laughs> any any upcoming shows for people in the new york city area to go to? uh there are but nothing that is fully confirmed dates wise okay, um okay. so stay tuned on the social media and hopefully there will be more music coming as well yeah awesome. yeah Thank you everyone for listening to another episode of the indie popsicle you can find me on instagram at the indie popsicle um, my email is the same the indie popsicle at gmail.com and i just wanted to give a special shout out to a few listeners that really give me the courage to keep going so shout out to meg tovia sarah michael and andy because i feel like you guys are the five i know listen and every time you mention that you listen to an episode it warms my heart and encourages me to keep making them so i do this for you guys love you all and thanks for listening